Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. He's done it again! Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut! Aguero! Harry Kane does it again for Tottenham Hotspur! Leicester City! Leicester City are the champions of England! What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League Podcast here on FanRag Sports. I'm your host, Sebastian Norin. With me is Pauli Quistel and Elliot Niblock. Uh, we know that the Premier League season is over, although there's still a lot of soccer to talk about. World Cup is a week uh, away, further away than what Pauli had pre- originally thought. Things predicted. Predicted. <laughs> predicted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> predicted. He's predicted. No, that than he thought. So we got about... Eh, roughly two weeks before we kick off. Um, but we're going to talk about what happened in the Champions League final between Real Madrid and Liverpool, and then the promotion playoff between Fulham and Aston Villa, and then there's some U.S. men's national team stuff to talk about. And, of course, now since the domestic seasons are over, that means still a season is back. We got players moving. We got wheeling and dealing. I love it. Elliot hates. There's like one player moved. So far, so far. Yeah, but the the transfer window is not open for anybody outside of England. Yeah, but there's still a lot of talk. There's a lot of rumors. <laughs> that's, see, that's that's what Seb loves and I hate. Yes, exactly. Right. So, yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on this, Elliot. Well, there's certain rumors that that I can see coming to fruition, uh, and that are worth monitoring, and I can name you two off the top of my head, and that's it, and the rest of them are all garbage. Yeah. Well, we'll sift through the garbage and what may or may not be. Uh... Yeah, so it sort of depends on what you read, of course. But let's start with the uh, Champions League final. Real Madrid beating Liverpool. And not a very good night for Loris Carius in the Liverpool net. Uh, was that like you could say that again? Was, yeah, no, I was, I was gonna say like I was gonna, Seth I was gonna, wins man of the match for yeah. understatement of the show. I was gonna ask you, was that like the poorest performance of uh, a goalkeeper in a Champions League final? I, I can't I think. Mean, of it yeah, well, here's the problem: is I haven't seen enough Champions League finals to oh. really definitively make that call. Um, the first one I ever saw was United against Barcelona. And I guess I've seen all of them since then. And obviously nothing was that bad. Uh, but I don't even remember a lot of them. They were so, like, I, so many times I just kind of tuned them out. Like, I wasn't really paying attention to them. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, obviously, obviously um, that was really bad. And what, came, so I'm going to bring up uh, what I brought up to my friend. I wouldn't bring this up to my friend who's a Liverpool fan because I did genuinely feel bad. And I genuinely felt bad for two reasons. One, uh, I wasn't going to rub salt in the wound because that carrier's performance was so bad. Two is even as a quote-unquote kind of neutral person but definitely didn't want to see Liverpool win, I was really annoyed at that scumbag Sergio Ramos ruining the game for me. Oh, yeah, with the solid injury there, yeah. Yes. 
because what he did was intentional, and it took, oh, absolutely. And, it, and it took Mo Salah out of the game, and that just ruined the game. And yeah, if I was a Real well, fan, I it's it was still it was still a comparatively exciting game, despite that moving forward. But I agree with you. I mean, I was. I was furious because I was like, I it was they were on top for a lot of the first fifteen minutes it and like it was half, exciting. And then Sergio was it? Ramos it was like fifteen is, minutes in. What he does? It was like fifteen minutes in, and they had they had something like eight shots already, and they had one mm-hmm. over the, for the rest of the half. Yeah, no, one. it was so like it was so yeah. Now now yes, they had eight like they had something like eight shots, but like now none of them were really that good. And it, it, as and Liverpool were definitely the. I don't know if I would say the better side, but they were the side controlling the game before that injury. For that, yeah. And I don't know if they were, you know, they didn't really have, like, amazing scoring opportunities, but it would have been a really, like, it didn't look like Real Madrid didn't know what to do and couldn't handle them. It just looked like Liverpool had control of the game. And it would have been a very interesting match going forward had Salah remained in the game because who knows what, would have happened in this, especially because you know Gareth Bale's coming on. Like, it's not like Gareth Bale came on because Salah got hurt. Like, no. you know he's coming on with a half hour to go in a tie game. And it would have been very interesting to see how that game played out. I still think Real would have won, but... Yeah, but it would have been more, it would have been exactly. more interesting, like you're saying. It would have been like a much saying. more interesting and, game. And it sort of took a little bit of the wind out of Liverpool's sails, too. I mean, because he's been one of the, you know, most informed players here all season, pretty much. It took everything out of the sales. Yeah. And and to see a player going off in tears, you know, as a human, I hate that. I yeah. hate, especially because, and look, yeah. I, I wish the worst to happen to Liverpool in every situation. And, <laughs> and I, as a fan, I am, not ha- I am not shedding any tears that Liverpool lost their best player for this game and they lost the game. As a human, I am upset that, you know, Mo Salah had to leave this game after having an unbelievable season and working so hard and yeah. he gets to the final and he has to leave. But more so in any other year, I wouldn't be that upset. No, it's but, extra because it's a World Cup year and he was exactly he was probably I, thinking like, oh shit, there goes my World Cup. Exactly. It yeah. kills me when this happens to people. And and like I'm oh I it kills me when people get red cards in the World Cup. Like when oh, someone yeah. gets when someone gets a red card in like a one one game in the in the fifty-eighth minute yeah. of the no 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 not in the semis the oh. first game you know yeah, when, you're, right. so they, when you're a team when you're a team that like we're probably gonna finish third but maybe we could finish second and so and like you just you need that one result to go your way and like one of the games and and someone on your team gets a red card in a one-one game in the first game of the World Cup in the fifty-eighth minute and you got to now play thirty-two minutes with ten men and he's gonna miss the next game and it's like. That could be his World Cup, and that could be the team's World Cup. Well, and I, even though I don't think they had a prayer of progressing out of their group, but eight years ago, I remember the South Africa keeper got a red card, and I think the second match, and it was like, oh, that's just devastating. Like, you guys were just. They did have a prayer. They drew Mexico. They drew Mexico in the opening game. They did have a prayer. That was the thing. And then, and then, and, and France was in their group, and France imploded. Yeah, well, that's right. They they very much had a prayer, and that's exactly what happens. He got a red card, and that ruined it. Yep. I mean, something that almost ruined the game before it even started was that performance by Dua Lipa. Am I saying that correct? I don't know. I I walked in and turned on the TV at 2.42 for the 2.45 game, expecting to see them come out of the tunnel, and and, oh, my God, that was – I didn't know what was happening, but it was bad. It was horrible. 
<laughs> the bar I was at didn't have the volume on, but oh, I was particularly impressed by the fact that it looked like she was wearing like hologram versions of granny panties. And I was like, oh, this is okay. This is interesting. But having but, the two having the two cello players play the, the anthem as they walked out, that was that was cool. Top notch. Yes. That was top notch. Also, was... Elliot, to go to go back onto that thing, um, Mexico in 2010, Mexico had four points. South Africa had four points. Mexico went through on goal differential. So, oh, yes, wow. that absolutely cost them the World Cup, and it's exactly what I hate seeing. But yeah. then again, part of the game. But as a human, I hate it. Well, yeah. No, I mean, at the, I think that anybody who is even a casual fan of the sport who is neutral in this game has to be – you know, I don't know if horrified is the right word, but certainly indignant about what Ramos did. But I'm almost but like, you know, the death threats from Liverpool supporters aside, which have also gone to carry us, we should note. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, overall in the media, I'm almost surprised by how, like how little vitriol there's been because it just seems like, oh yeah, we know Ramos. We know Ramos is right, just a massive exactly. bastard. And, and this seems just... on brand. Everybody's like posting YouTube compilations of like, here's what Ramos has done. It's like, yeah, we know he's a scumbag. And it's just, it's, um, who is it? Oh, there's a player. Oh, it's like, it's like Diego Costa. Like how he, oh. everybody knows he's just a massive scumbag. He's never been sent off in his life though. Like, or he's got like one red card now. But, like, That's not two true. Years yeah, ago, he got sent off against Arsenal. Right. Like, to, but, but that was his first red card of his career. Like, it's yeah. just like certain players, like. It's just like, oh yeah, we are in in hockey. How you know, like, look at uh, look Tom at the, the Stanley Cup Finals right now. Tom Wilson. Everybody knows he's come back, but he's never been suspended in the regular season. And it's like, yeah, but all he does is do cheap shots in the playoffs. And the he also he, the dude managed to get suspended twice in preseason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yep. That's like getting a like a straight red and then arguing it in the community shield. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, no, you... no, 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 Elliot. It's not because the Community Shield actually means more than a preseason NHL game. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'll take. I'll. I'll give you that. Yep. But so what? What I want to say though, like once you get past that part of this game, then I, I I'm not going to say that this is Carius's fault. Um, no, but he sure you know, didn't help. It sure no. didn't help. And and I look. I understand. Like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, you know, he made two baffling errors and you lost 3-1 and take away those you know take away those two errors and it's a different story because in theory it's 1-1 but having said that the opening goal woke liver it didn't necessarily wake Liverpool up but they responded well yes in yes. a situation no. in a situation where teams would normally drop their heads well because it seemed they already had their moment of dropping their heads right like that was what we were talking about that as soon right. as Salah went off then they were totally deflated but then it was almost it, 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 it was surprising in some sense that they they gave you the response that you wanted after they went down a goal. But I, maybe you can make an argument like, oh, OK, this is a team that's gone down a goal before, whereas there's not a team that's like, oh, God, we just lost Salah to a terrible injury and had to deal with that. Yeah, that's true. So, and I mean, that was right, that those were in the only tears we saw. We saw Donnie Carvajal go off, too, in his 37th minute. And he right. probably thought that his World Cup will not be. But. Liver, Liver, the first goal was just like LOL funny, like how oh. you managed to throw that ball out. Like that's and, that's what I do on FIFA sometimes when I'm just used to playing it out the back against the computer, and then remember I'm playing against a human, and I'm like, oh shit. But you know, yeah, but I'm not a multi-millionaire. FIFA, like not even on FIFA, they don't let you as a striker get that close to the goalie that you can yeah. throw your foot out there. 
Yeah. They don't even let you do that. Like, if you want to roll it out to, to your um, – like if you're standing close by to to your teammate and you want to roll it out to him, you could do that. The only time that you'll get into trouble is if like you're standing far away from the guy and there's literally a, a player on the other team directly in between you and the ball, yeah. uh, or you and the player. So that first one was was lol funny. But here's really ultimately what it reminded me of. Um, in 2015, this this might be lost on a lot of people this comparison but in 2015 when the Mets went to the World Series they went to the World Series behind some of the worst infield defense you will ever see their shortstop was Wilmer Flores who can't play shortstop and they have not used him at shortstop since 2015 and their second baseman was Daniel Murphy who we know can hit but really can't play anywhere in the field and the fact that like this was a formidable combination up the middle was astonishing then in the playoffs, you know, and that was a weakness that everybody knew was there. But then you looked at the pitching and you said, okay, but the pitching's so good. And then they had Yoannis Cespedes was raking home runs throughout the second half of the season. And then in the playoffs, Daniel Murphy caught fire and you couldn't get him out. And that's, and you kind of just forgot that like their defense up the middle is Daniel Murphy and, Wil- and Wilmer Flores. And that's Liverpool. It's, we've all known that not just their defense is bad, but goalkeeper is a huge issue for them. And then eventually you just said, okay, but like look at the way that they attack and they press and then they have Mo Salah scoring 40 goals and Virgil van Dijk is coming and he's short up the defense. And there's all these, like, it, like, you know, okay, this is a weakness, but they have this. These things tend, like your ultimate weakness tends to rear its ugly head at the worst time. And for the Mets, like they, in game five, the game they ultimately lost in the bottom of the ninth, uh, they had just, Kenzie had just tied the game. The Mets had a chance to get out of the inning. And um, I I don't know if it was the ninth or the 10th, but whatever it was, Daniel Murphy made a glaring error at second base. And it was an error that like everybody knew was coming. We had joked about it all season long. Like, wow, the Mets are on a great run right now. They'll get to the World Series and they're going to lose because of a Daniel Murphy error at second base. And that's exactly what happened. And that's pretty much what happened to Liverpool is, you know, like you've put Band-Aids on your goalkeeper situation, but eventually that's going to rear its ugly head. And, and that's exactly what happened. The first goal, though, like, I mean, uh, that uh, that's not Carrius being bad. That's just like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, that no, third it was... goal, that third goal, man, man, oh man. Yeah, but in between that, we had a phenomenal goal. Gareth Bale scoring yeah. twice here in the 3-1 win for Real. And, um, you know, that was one of the prettier, prettier goals we've seen in a Champions League final. Oh, it was beautiful. And if nothing else, you know, at least if Real Madrid had to win this game, at least at least it wasn't Bale on that Benzema goal. Cristiano Ronaldo a little sad. <laughs> no, he he made him a lot sad. No, oh, you know yeah. who deserves no, they you know who deserves other. MVP of this game. You know who deserves MVP of this game. In uh, if you remember, with 30 seconds left in injury time, Ronaldo had a defender one on one in the box, and he was very much trying to score. Oh yeah, the guy who ran get that shirt off, and a fan ran on the field, and the ref blew it dead. Yep. yep. And that fan deserves deserves the MVP. He's like, I don't want to see that shirt come off. I'm still curious as to like who that was. Have either of you looked into that or no. read anything about that? Because no. It's like... I, I'm surprised that it hasn't even become a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. That was. I have an app on my phone where I can I can like clip 
little things that were on TV, like 30-second clips. So mm-hmm. I have the Mandzukic goal from last Champions League final. That yeah. tied it up at one. And my friend made a text, sent a text or something about, like, like is that, like, a legacy goal? Or are we going to remember that goal? Are we going to forget it? And I just went – I, like, pulled it back. I immediately pulled up that Mandzukic goal just to be like, which one was better? And I was like, all right, yeah, no, the Bell one was better. But, like, we already forgot about the Mandzukic goal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like I, but I, I think that's partly that because goal, I forgot of that he took it off of his. I I don't think it's partly because of Mandzukic. I think it's mostly because they lost four one. Yeah, yeah. Like when Gareth Bale took that bicycle kick, I went, "Oh my god!" Like everybody else said, Ronaldo and his bicycle kick against Juventus. I went Mandzukic in the final last year because I thought Mandzukic just bicycled it. Then I watched it again and I went, "Oh my god, he took it off of his chest!" Like yeah. what he did was incredible, and mm-hmm. that Bale one was not just so perfectly struck like he chipped him yep. he yeah. chipped carius <laughs> no that's true yeah very like you will never get a better goal than that yeah no very good uh for bail there coming in off the bench and did you guys see his interview afterwards he's he's gone all right I... all right so uh, yeah we'll talk about that later in the show because yes. i don't know if he is yeah let's take a break here real quick we'll be right back and we'll discuss bail and then we'll get into the uh promotion playoff so stick around. Okay, we're back. Before the break, we were talking Gareth Bale. Is he going to stay at Real Madrid or is he leaving? I think he's gone. I think he doesn't feel appreciated. Oh, clearly. Oh, no, he does not at all. But um, where is he going? There's, Manchester United. There's a <laughs> team called Manchester United, and then there's another team called Tottenham that he used to play for. He's not um, going to Tottenham. That's Tottenham can't out. afford him unless they yeah, sell him. That's been that's but well, it's not even that. They can't afford his they can't afford his wages. They can't afford they can't afford his wages plus the price plus other players that they need to bring in. Because what Tottenham need right now is depth. And yes, Gareth Bale would do wonders for Tottenham, but they need they can't yeah, they can't afford him. Although I, I've read a report that says he'd be willing to work with them on the wages, but I've also like I've Came on from. I found that report from Tottenham fans who were like, "Damn, these reports give me so much hope." But we're not signing Bill. Well, can't yeah, you do? No, they're not. Signing. Can't you do that thing where, who's the uh, jersey sponsor for, uh, for Spurs? I don't know. I don't know. Some terrible company. Uh, let's see here. Well, they're all terrible. No, they're not. Oh uh, yeah. Well, whatever. It's okay. We don't need to get into critiques of capitalism. We're talking about football here. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm hearing Chewbacca. Yeah. No. That was, I'm sorry. I'm reading a report and that ad popped up. <laughs> okay. It's. It looks like it's Nike. So. Oh, it used to be Under Armour. So I mean, you could. Um, you could do something there. I mean, maybe it is on a. I should well, definitely look. Well, the reports more. were the reports were that, you know, like after taxes and stuff, like Bale only really sees two hundred grand a week from Real Madrid, yeah. and it's his endorsements and everything, yeah. that take him to like five hundred. But they are club related endorsements. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah, it I, is I Nike. Just, okay, so I mean, right. you could strike and, up a deal there. They are club related endorsements. I just. You know, to say like, oh, because we're going to give Harry Kane 200K a week, we can give Gareth Bale 200K a week. And because he ta- he, see- he only sees 200K a week after taxes at Real, like he'd make that move. It's like, well, no, because now he just has to pay taxes on it, like to England. 
Well, I'm, and I just, I don't think that it's a move. It, it's romantic, right, from a Spurs point of view. Of course it is. And I'm sure that there's part of Gareth Bale that wishes he could go back there. But it's just not one that I think makes sense for the club financially. And it doesn't even really make sense for them moving forward, even though they do need to add depth. Like, if he goes back to England, I think that he's going to Manchester United. Well, it's, it is a romantic thing but Tottenham have also made this huge bravado of saying we have money and we are willing to let Pochettino spend it they have a manager that they trust and having Gareth Bale and and Harry Kane on the team would be big unless you unless you go with the angle of if the if like they kind of go with the angle of oh we signed Gareth Bale to be the guy that wins us the league rather than Harry Kane that could cause issues with Harry Kane whatever um they I, also have that buyback clause, so they are very much in play. In that, in that, they have the right to match any offer. Like if Real Madrid accepts an offer from United, Tottenham can say we're going to make the same offer, and Real have to take that. Yeah, because there is yeah. a buyback clause. The other, yeah. go on. The, uh, so now all the like you said, you know, Manchester United seem like the optimal place. They have outbid Real Madrid. They did outbid Real Madrid for Bale the first time that Bale was, when Bale did sign. They yeah. offered him more money and he turned them down and went to Real. It's now reported that they are his preferred destination, but it's also reported that he doesn't really want to go there either. When so Mourinho is there, I can understand that. Yes. Yeah. That's totally literally the reason that. is yeah. he is concerned. There's actually two reasons here. He's concerned about the style of play, of football that Mourinho plays, which is a very fair, fair concern. <laughs> fair concern, especially because it's like, what are you going to do? Like throw me on the right wing and like have Sanchez on the left wing? Like that that would work worse than Real Madrid because that would be Bale and Ronaldo, but neither player as good as Ronaldo and Bale. Yeah. If 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 you know what I mean. Yes. Um, and your striker not as good as Benzema, and your midfielders probably not as good as Modric or maybe they are but like your style of play is just completely different and everything goes haywire the other reason is Bale's agent Bale is represented by the same company that represents another Southampton left back by the name of Luke Shaw and they are very much not happy with how Jose Mourinho has treated Luke Shaw and they very much do not want Jose Mourinho to be in charge of Gareth Bale. And that could be a huge thing. So it becomes a big thing of he kind of wants to leave Real Madrid, but he doesn't really want to play for Jose Mourinho. But Manchester United are the only team not named Manchester City that can afford him. But Manchester City aren't interested in him. Manchester United have not been that... Like, I've read a lot of reports that are just like, oh, they're like interested in Bale, but for the right price because they did just spend all this money on Sanchez, which is another reason why you shouldn't have signed Sanchez. Yeah. And then ultimately there's the Tottenham thing, but they really can't afford him. So I ultimately, I just feel like this is just the fifth consecutive summer that I'm getting wrapped up in Gareth Bale's coming to Manchester United rumors. Well, I mean, they could also, because there's been a lot of talk now about, uh, Toby Alderweireld leaving Spurs for United. Oh, that's a done deal. That's a done deal. He's old enough that Mourinho would take him. And you you know that they're going to have to pay a premium for him, even though he only has a year left on his contract. 
So it's a fifty-five million pound deal. Yeah. That's fine. And, and then, then he I mean, put I the money towards worth Bell. It, but he is old. He is old as hell. How is old as hell? I mean, he'll be. He's twenty-nine. He'll be thirty. <laughs> Come on. He's that. It's right up Jose Mourinho's wheelhouse. That's why it's yeah. a done deal. Yeah. It's it's exactly up Mourinho's wheelhouse. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Let's. I am. I did yes. just. See, I did just see though that United could get pipped by. By Bayern Munich, who could offer Jordi Alaba in a swap, and I mean they would have to pay a lot, and I don't know if Germany could afford that, but I wouldn't be shocked. I mean that one, that one could be interesting. That's it did. Pretty... The article did say did say that it's being reported by a paper who's famous for their outlandish uh, transfer things, but if they snuck in there, that would not shock me. I mean that would be a great move for them. I mean you know yeah anybody who gets. Rob, Rob, yeah, but, but I mean, because we've seen them try to rely on Robin and Ribery for way too many years. Right, they're they're yeah. trying to bolster their wings. Although, but here's the thing: like giving up Jordi Alba is a big yes, big give. That's true. That's true. Well, anything else from the Champions League that we want to? Well, okay, <sighs> I I have one other tra- Champions League transfer question to ask you, and that is, is it even, is it? Likely, is it even possible that Karius is a Liverpool player next season? Oh, hell no. Yes. No. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> For, all right, here's what I have to say about Karius. I respect the hell out of the way he handled everything. Yeah. He went, I mean, he, he walked over after the game and he was trying to apologize to the fan. I mean, he took everything. He posted that thing on social media. Um mm-hmm acknowledging like you know like i was terrible uh, yeah, but he's like, and, watching him bow to the i mean basically bow to the fans and like tap his chest yeah. like mia culpa yeah no it was again i i think that he handled himself with a plum but also what are the odds that he comes out between the sticks at anfield and doesn't get booed yeah no he's gone i mean he... i mean look he's not gonna be their number one they're gonna go after a goalkeeper and they've been linked They've been linked with Donnarumma, uh, which would be a hell of a signing. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They've also been linked with Gigi Buffon. Mm, that I feel like that's more plausible. I think yeah. what they should which do. Like, boy, what they should a, do. I mean, that's absurd because he's so old. But at the same time, like, hey, like United signed Vandersar when he was very old. old. Yeah. But I mean, what they should do is just open the purse strings and buy Oblak from Atletico. Just activate that clause and get him over. I don't. That, the question is, how much purse strings do they have? Because they have been very active in the transfer market. Yeah, I mean and that's the type of goalie job. they need, though. That's the kind of player that would take them to the next level. I mean, I'm sure Klopp can find a German goalkeeper. Maybe. That's fine. That's not Carius. I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Klopp has been. First of all, I am very terrified of what's going on over in Merseyside and what's being built there as a United fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw, you know, on Twitter after the Champions League final, I saw all the Tottenham fans trying to get in there and being like, hey, Liverpool are really good and everything and they're fun and exciting, but they need to win a trophy to justify. You know, to actually, <laughs> they need to actually start winning trophies. Otherwise, it's all for naught. And I was like, and... And actually, someone on ESPN wrote that article. Like, Liverpool needs to, like, win a trophy to, like, be like, oh, the club era is working. And I'm like, no, it's, like, this is a completely different scenario. Like, 
Tottenham are not a historically great club. They're they're a historic club, but not historically great. Liverpool are the second most successful club in England. Mm-hmm. They're the most successful English club in Europe. And like so first so what they don't even need they don't need to do things to get players to be coming in. Like they don't need, you know, players are more willing to come in to Liverpool before they're going to be more willing to come into Tottenham. But the fact of the matter is right now players are lining up to sign for Liverpool. And Tottenham cannot say that and Manchester United cannot say that and Arsenal can't say that and Chelsea can't say that. I mean, Jurgen Klopp decides that he wants somebody right now. They're they're in. That's it. Yeah, I mean, but I think all Black would be a great, great signing for them. I also read that they might go after Allison from Roma. Also, a v- would be a very good signing. Look, anybody's a better, anybody's better than Carius and Mignolet. Yeah. Like no one ever thought Carius was a number one. Everybody, you know, whenever Carius starts, people go, "Well, he's better than Mignolet." No one ever thought, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, that when De Gea first started at United, and he wasn't good, and it was like. De Gea or Anders Lindegaard, and it was just like, yeah, well, you know, I guess for whoever until De Gea actually like really made the jump, and then it was like a joke to see Lindegaard. Yes, but we should also say that Liverpool. I mean, they already have a done deal with uh, Naby Keita, and now yeah, they, they have sound, a whole new midfield. And now they sound Fabinho. And they have a whole new midfield. That is, they need they need one more forward that can play it all in all three places. Yeah, I, I read that they might go after uh, Nabil Fakir from uh, Lyon. Oh, that oh would no, be a they good move. they are one hundred percent going after him, and they'll get him. So yeah, Liverpool. I mean, get get a world class goalie between the sticks there, and they're going to be a very dangerous team. They're already going to be a dangerous team, and and they are looking for like another central defender. They are, like, consistency and their consistency away from running away with second place, and it's only a matter of does Manchester City come back to earth. If Manchester City comes back to earth, Liverpool can very well challenge for the title next year. If they don't come back to earth, then they're going to run away with the league again. And yeah. that's also possible because Pep has kind of turned this league into the Bundesliga. Yeah. Okay, let's move Pep on. And, yep. and the relegation battle has yep. turned this into the Bundesliga. <laughs> okay, let's uh, head over to the promotion playoffs. We'll say congratulations to Fulham. They're back in the Premier League after beating Aston Villa 1-0 in the promotion playoffs final at Wembley. Tom Kearney with the lone goal in the game. It was a little bit of a, uh, you know, interesting game towards the end there when uh, Dennis Odoi got sent off for Fulham with uh, 20 minutes to go and Aston Villa really pushed forward. But they were unable to score. John Terry cried, and Elliot laughed. <laughs> well, I heard, I heard a little chuckle from Paulie there too. I mean, speaking of villains, like he's certainly the lesser of the two between him and Sergio Ramos. Well, certainly, probably. I don't know. He did cuckold one of his best friends, but you know, uh, anytime he is sad, I am happy. I think that's more or less fair to say. Yeah. So Fulham back here along with and Wolves I, I, and Cardiff. Yeah, and I'm happy for Fulham themselves, right? It's not just John Terry, and Sh- John Terry Schadenfreude, right? Like, Fulham had been down much longer. They were due to lose out, to lose their parachute payments beginning next season. They're a team with a phenomenal stadium, as Pauly has, has you know, experienced firsthand. And they have a long history of 
you know, giving a shot at the top level to U.S. players. Yeah. Happy to see the cottagers back. Okay, so Pulisic to Fulham. There we go. <laughs> there we go. He's going. He's going to a to a uh, a bit north in London is where he's going to be. Yeah, they yeah. aren't. They we'll aren't. He, they're not going to be in Wembley next year, so he's actually going to be further east because because uh, as as west London as Fulham is, and it's freaking west. Uh, little known fact is Wembley's actually further west than. Craven know. Cottage, but White Hart Lane is is further, is back east of it. Okay, uh, and that's where that's where Christian Pulisic will be playing next year. Quick thing here, I mean, do you guys like the playoff format? The, of the championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing. Okay. I love okay. it. I mean, as long as you don't Huddersfield yourself through it, like, yeah. <laughs> and as long as, like, ESPN lets us watch it, like, which oh, they yeah. don't, so. Yeah. Ah, that's only five bucks a month. It's it's not that bad. Although, you know, the, the, the big difference bad is that. Bad timing, though. I, well, yeah, that's true. But, like, I'm an MLS supporter, and ESPN Plus includes all of the MLS matches. And I'm like, oh, that's cheaper than Direct Kick used to be. Sign me up. I just I got up I got into it like to, see like here's the thing though like ESPN Plus it's just, you're getting all this stuff that used to be available for free like I'm probably gonna have to yeah. buy it next year because they're gonna put the league cup on it next year and yeah uh, and you know God forbid I miss a match but I mean come on assholes like yeah, at it's, least it's all the stuff least, that was all free on ESPN three I mean right, Disney least, is horrible there's there's no question about that at least at cool. least NBC Sports Gold like they have other programming though admittedly that's weird because. Um, NBC Sports Gold still releases programming every day um, on their platform, but the subscription period is from uh, August to May. So, like, you can actually watch it. That is bizarre. Yeah. And they're like, oh, your subscription will automatically renew at the start of the next period. And it's like, okay, but so, like, next season, like, it'll automatically renew, but, like, why can't I watch replays and stuff between May and August? Yeah, I mean, you want to see that, you know, Huddersfield, West Brom. Dude, game. no, they they have they put they put up like all these different goals of the season years. Oh, okay, all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, I mean, one thing, you know, this is sidetracked back to the World Cup a little bit, but the um, Sw- Swedish television state run, you know, back home for me, they put up. All the world. Everything is state run in Sweden, so uh, like, you don't have to classify that. Not all of it, not all of it. Uh, but they put up. My dinner, state run, yeah, uh, they, was meatballs and. Yeah, lingonberries. <laughs> there you go. But they put they put up all the uh, World Cup, uh, you know, those looking back at the World Cup. What do you call them? The. Retrospective? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because we don't actually get those in America. So okay, I don't know. so yeah, so it's like a <laughs> retrospective documentary type thing where they look through all the i mean and that was when they were made too they're just replaying them which is awesome so uh, i've been watching a couple of those 94 one obviously the best one when it was here in the u.s and sweden came in third um so yeah i mean we want more unique programming and don't put it behind a another paywall please how about yeah. that yeah we'll see what happens with aston villa um john terry might have played his last game. We'll see. I think Jack Grealish had a very good game. I think he... he's he's rumored to go to United, which is a joke. Yeah, well, that would 
he, no. I think he would do well in the Premier League. I'm not sure that he should go to United. Would too. He would. Uh, yeah, if I were Scott McTominay, I'd be worried. Yeah. So. Good. I I need Scott McTominay. Like, there's no tomorrow. I need I need it so badly for him to show up to preseason training with the tattoo. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Quick. U.S. Men's National Team. They had the game against um, Bolivia, three nothing win. Zimmerman's yeah, sergeant, ser- sergeant, yeah, sure, sergeant with a goal that would yeah. make Carius proud. Yeah, no, no, it was no sergeant had to make a make a play to bring that ball down. It was yeah, not no, as, it was it was, it was more difficult than Benzema's goal. Yeah, it was not sure. as bad. It was a bad play, but. But yeah, he had to bring that ball down. But yeah, no, the U.S. looked exciting and yeah. it was fun, and it was like, hey, these are the players that we've been talking about for two years. So like, we've known they've existed for two years, and yet a year ago you refused to even give them a look, and look at what happened. Yeah, Timothy Viala with a goal as well. So also, what does it take to get Matt Miazga and Cameron Carter Vickers to start together? I don't know. Like, yeah. what do we have to do to do that? Like yeah. I get it that we don't see the training ground, but it's it, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean the U.S., but the U.S. the U.S. has been pumping Matt Miazga like there's no tomorrow for the last four weeks. Like, hey, he's the captain of Vietnamese again, and they just won the cup, and you know they just won they they made it into the Europa League, and Miazga was the captain, and it's like, yeah, we get it, we. Cool, he's playing 90 minutes. You also hired a coach that said, oh, I don't care if he's playing 90 minutes in the Dutch league. He's not playing 90 minutes. Like, he's not playing for Chelsea, which means he's not playing. Um, and I'd rather take these MLS guys that are playing. Walker Zimmerman is like, ugh. <laughs> he's like, ugh. Okay. I no. just I just think Walker's like, because look, like, I mean, here's the thing. You have Miazga. You have Cameron Carter-Vickers. You have, so those two guys are they're the future. You have John Brooks who's still not old at all. So like he should be there. Yeah. I mean That's three Walk, guys. Walker Zimmerman didn't even make a good enough impression for my home team in Gothenburg to buy him. Right. Um you have you have um what's his face? Uh you have Eric Palmer Brown, who was the captain of like the U twenty World Cup team and everything. Yep. He signed with Manchester City. So mm-hmm. I I'm confused about what to make of that like it's like okay he was good enough to sign for Manchester City but on the other hand he's never going to play a first team game like for three years now until he leaves and goes somewhere small um so that's going to stunt his development well he'll, he'll get loaned out you hope yeah I would think so you hope uh they had somebody else who um is is pretty decent but then you also have uh like you have jeff cameron and i do believe in the veteran presence and i do believe jeff cameron should be there for a veteran presence so it's like to me like walker zimmerman like oh like you know you're just you're still an mls player you're you're in that weird age range where it's just like you know what you missed the boat yeah yeah, we'll see. They got two more games coming up here. First on Saturday, they take on Ireland, and then the following Saturday, they, they play France. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, pretty interesting games, I would say. I hope Pogba just barrels over all of them so people in America could see that he's good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's been spoken from the perspective of a uh, few frustrated menu bar conversations. I like. I'm not even. I'm not even excited for next season. Like, I I, I don't even know how how much energy I'll have for next year. Yeah. The Mourinho effect, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Exactly. Uh, one player that is not following with the team here for those two games. That's Christian Pulisic. Uh, played against Bolivia, looked a little bit tired. Uh, he, I mean, he looked, I don't know if he looked tired. It's just like, it, it was interesting. It was, it was interesting, but it was also nice to see that like the U S could score goals without Pulisic being directly involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, he was also, I mean, they played like a four, one, four, one, which Dorman played this year. And guess what? Like, it wasn't Pulisic's best. Like, it didn't bring out the best in Pulisic for Dortmund, and it didn't bring out the best for him in the U.S. I don't really get why they sent him home. I think it's dumb. Um, you know, As I've said many times before, like, the more games he plays with players that you know are going to be involved, like Tim right. Tim Weah yeah. and... Um, like, why the hell else are you Weston, playing friendlies to begin and, with? And Besides, Weston, obviously, money, but... Yeah. Right, and Weston McKinney. Uh, the more games he plays... I, I understand, like, you still don't have a manager... So who knows what's going to happen. But the more games you play with them, the better your on-field communication and on-field understanding will be. And the new manager can look at these games on film and be like, okay, like they did that and that worked. Or they did that and that didn't work. So here's how I can use these three players or something. Um, But ultimately, like – People right now are saying, okay, like, you know, he played a really long season. He deserves a break. Cool, dude. Like, what if we had made the World Cup? Would we say he deserves a break? Nope. We would, no, we would say, hey, cool. You played a really long season. Now carry us through the next month. So yeah. this, and then, and then when he failed to do that, um, either because we didn't make it out of the group or because we lost in the round of 16 again, um, but ultimately because we weren't going to win the World Cup. Uh, like when he failed, we'd be, you'd say like, wow, he looked tired and maybe it's because he played a really long season. And it's like maybe because he's 19 years old. So this would have been the perfect opportunity to say, hey, you played a really long season. And let's be honest, if we were looking at, an, at a World Cup year, like we would still play and we, we would play three friendlies before the World Cup. So let's say the first one already happened. We would still be playing these next two friendlies and then you'd play at least three group games. So this would have been the perfect opportunity to say, hey, playing these friendlies, which aren't as, you know, intense as a World Cup, but, like, at least you played in three more games into June, and it would just help stretch him out, you know, for the later, for the, like, when things come up later. Yeah. So before we end here, do you think he's going to be at Dortmund next season? No. 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 I'm, I'm not – Maybe this is partially my own emotional resistance to it. I'm not totally sold that he's going to Tottenham, but he's definitely leaving Dortmund. And I admit that, you know, Tottenham is a comparatively logical place. And I, I think, I, see, like, I'm on the fence just because I think he does love Dortmund. I think he loves the city. I think he loves yeah. the club. But I think he knows, you know, the turmoil at this club. The club is trending downward. They're going back into. Not where the club wants to be. Well, and yeah. I mean, it's, I, you, it's it's what Jurgen Klopp built there. They lived off that for another two, three years. They can't live up. Like it's it's over. It's gone. Well, here's you know? the thing, though, is that I don't think that speaking of 
clubs trending in a certain direction and one that we've talked about adding to that front three. I, I Maybe Fakir is their first choice, but I would not be totally shocked to see him go to Liverpool. I know that he grew up a fan as a kid, but like it would it would make sense. And especially if Liverpool... I, yeah, it's. I would say those are the two most likely destinations. In I, wouldn't, home, I wouldn't. Be I wouldn't either. But I, I, I wouldn't be either. But um, I think Tottenham have their eye on him more, and I think Tottenham will move quickly to get this deal done because of the fact that like you do it now, because he, amongst nobody else on your team, is going to be around for the preseason because they're all playing the World Cup. So. He'll be there for the for the preseason. You're you're touring America. He, that's a very marketable thing. And yeah. I think Tottenham will go in and get this deal done sooner rather than later. Hmm. Okay, with that, we'll say goodbye for this time. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren. Paul is Pete Quistel. Elliot is Keats was better. Next episode, of course, more World Cup focus. Until then, have a good one. Uh, bye-bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.